You're listening to The Full Broadside. Welcome to another edition of the Full Broadside. Uh, Mando's here. I'm here. Cyberjock. I, I tend to forget that. KJ is also here. Fresh off the couch, watching TV in a chair, he claimed. But we're not quite convinced of that. Neither is the no, chat room not, either. <laughs> I wasn't on the chair. I was on the floor, actually. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Was that wow. on purpose? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, we I, demoted him yeah. to the floor. <laughs> yeah. No, I do that. I mean, in my office here, I I got a TV in here, and I just sat here on the floor watching TV. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, we got uh, non sequitur one joining us, Chill Breeze and Zalkri, staying up super late with us tonight, because uh, actually it's tomorrow. Uh, we doing this again super late. I got home from work, had to get it done, and. To get the get it done with the schedules, it's crazy. Yeah, I agree. It's Zalkri. It, it is really early. But anyway, let's start. Uh, how are you guys? Well, he's back? in Hawaii, so yeah. Well, that's really, true. It's early for him. That that is true. How's your guys' week been? <sighs> I know you've been flying all over Kingdom Come. Yes, yes, I've been. It was in Aberdeen, Pennsylvania. Yeah, is that where we're at? Yeah, Aberdeen, Pennsylvania There's last week. Aberdeen in Pennsylvania? Yeah, there oh, is. Okay. Um, you ever heard of the, uh, you know, being a sports guy like you are, I'm sure you have heard of them. Um, you've heard of the uh, the sports shop or outlet or outfit or whatever called Fanatics? Yep. Yeah, well, I was at one of their facilities that we were putting in some of our machines into, and we were out there doing some training. And there's a brand-new facility they're opening up out there. And, uh, yeah, so I was out there doing some training with some guys for a couple days. And now I get got home yesterday evening and turning around in a few hours to catch a flight and now going to Coonstown, Pennsylvania. Uh, on Sunday and being there until Saturday to go do some more training. Lovely. Yeah, I just love my job. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Stuff doesn't yeah. grow on trees. We can't just, you know, get along with without money, you know. Well, the, well there's times I would like to try. Uh, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um yeah, but so, but then you know, obviously, opens a day would just be a oh, just be a nice, relaxing day. Won't have to do a whole lot, and you know, I'd call, I'd talk to my boss earlier in the week. He told me he's going to get something done for me, and I said okay. I called him up on the way home yesterday. He didn't answer, so he called me back today, and I talked to him. I said, "Yeah, did you ever get those manuals shipped out for me that you said you were going to?" Well, I got them printed. They're sitting on the desk there at the office. Okay, so the training materials that I need to go to do this is sitting at the office yep 
you realize I have a class on Monday that I have to go trade that you agreed to. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, who had to go to the office today to go put the training materials together to go ship them out? Yeah, me. So, <laughs> that was my day today. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, Mando, how have you been? And week. I'm super. Thanks for asking. We uh, <laughs> took the family out to the coast and um, my son and I, uh, wife had to stay home, but we've got to do a little uh, dad, teenager fun and uh, come back. So that's why I was like getting in tonight, but um, did manage to, I did bring my laptop, you know, um, since the wife wasn't there, I was allowed to, uh, and, uh, um, I had to log in and get some games in on our premium ship tonight and uh, but more on that later so um but uh yeah just taking some uh, unlike other i guess unlike kj i'm trying to take some time off and <laughs> you know sit down and grow the beard out a little bit and and uh, it's been a good week it's been a fun week <laughs> i will say i i i was home from work the other night i just finished the the six day stretch uh tonight and i was in a game i don't think it was last night might have been the night before but it was funny because right at the beginning of the match, I see you make a comment, and here you're in the same battle on the same side, and you made a comment of, well, that didn't go very well, and you were already sunk. And I'm, like, I'm like, I didn't even know he was on my team, and he's already sunk. What the hell happened, man? Wait, was that this morning, or was that yesterday? Or uh, I don't recall. I don't recall. I don't even remember what you were in, but you were underwater already, so it didn't. It yeah, didn't that's make um, <laughs> no. I, I I was I was actually um, out roaming. I was lurking. I was creeping. Okay, I was creeping in the background, and uh, you know, like I always say, nobody likes a creeper. Right. I was lurking and creeping in the bushes, and I was taking the our uh, our new showcase ship out. And it was one of the, I, I remember that now. I had no idea. It was probably because I was in a hotel and it was probably really late at night or early in the morning and I was, you know, half asleep and pie-eyed and whatever. Um, but I had taken, it was just one of those battles. And you know, you like, and I, I know you guys know what I'm talking about. It just, where you, you'd log in and, the, you know, the, the game flushes and you log in, you start the battle and you go like, I wasn't even up to full speed yet and I got spotted by something and something reached out across the map and you know touched the citadel and I was done within like the first two minutes and it was like well okay then I guess I will uh, roam off and go work on something else I've been I've been running the um, grinding for doing my Puerto Rico grind so I had a, a couple of days because I was out at the coast and so um I had a couple of days to catch up on, and and so I've been spending a lot of time um, trying to catch up on the dockyard stuff. But yeah, that was just one. And I know you guys know what I'm talking about, where you just and what can you do? What can you do? Take another swig of beer and switch over to another ship. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Okay. I I guess I was done with that match. <laughs> I I I was in a cruiser the other night too, and and uh, I swear to God. The, the match ticked down three, two, one, and it was go. And I was cruising. And I was cruising in my cruiser, and I started to come up on an island. And I, I don't even remember being spotted. I, it had to have happened that I got spotted by, you know, a DD pretty quick. He came across and spotted me, or it was aircraft probably because it was so quick. And all of a sudden, incoming fire, and bam, dev struck, and I was done. <laughs> and 
I was looking around going, I didn't even fire a shot. I didn't spot anything. I didn't get close to a cap. I was just done. And the guy just must have had a perfect shot. So I, I did the, the only thing I really could do was just say, hey, great shot, buddy. Enjoy the rest of the game, everybody. I'm out. <laughs> it was horrible. Show, <laughs> what do show you do? on the doll where the bad battleship touched you. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. It's yep. <laughs> show me, show me where the show me, show me on the torpedo where the su submarine touched you. you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to subs later because I had another night that was just horrible with subs, and and uh, it 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 caused me to do a little digging and and add a little kind of a segment in replace of the of the lack of dev notes that we got this week so we'll dig I, into that a little bit my soapbox alert is is pinging do i do i detect the soapbox kind of yeah i'm gonna do my best to not swear okay. um so i don't have to beep the oh, whole slap an e tag on it come on <laughs> <laughs> maybe 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 it's a little special uh, adult episode i don't know <laughs> But uh, before we get into that, I wanted to uh, I wanted you guys to uh, uh, talk about the voiceover, the old Statue of Liberty. Um, we didn't get around to it last week, but Oscans had sent us uh, the voiceover, the Statue of Liberty one, and it's a uh, uh, an American English speaking female. And uh, I, I wanted to, you know, I know you guys had put it on there. I had put it on pretty much. Uh, yeah, I go into settings and then set it up so that it's on every one of your ships so you get to really get a good taste for it. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I would like to see or hear what you guys have to say about it. Oh, I thought it was pretty neat. I mean, I I don't normally change my voices. I just leave it as whatever Captain Nation I'm playing or whatever, and it does this little thing, so I don't really change around to it too much. But I specifically did that for that one and put that one on so no matter what I was doing that was playing and i thought it was pretty good i, I you know i understand if i remember correctly he said he directed that yeah that is what he said yeah i thought it was pretty cool i, I thought it was kind of neat with all the different sayings and things that she would she would say and yeah i was you know it's like some of them kind of caught me off guard you know first because it was like you know what the beginning of the battle is like something about freedom something and i was like oh okay that's different take on the start of the game <laughs> yeah 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 there was one of her one of her comments about freedom that i was like oh that's interesting but then when you yeah. hit, hear it again and again and again in successive matches right. i'm like all right that is kind of getting annoying but i yeah. i did wish that that she had a little bit more but i think you probably pigeonholed into this is all much you can <laughs> fill this is this is the maximum amount of right. data that you can crunch in here so try to do everything you can to fit it all in here and if you can't you're going to lose some stuff so um that that's what i'm thinking mando did you uh you enjoy it i did um i, I well first of all she's got a hot voice i don't know who the, <laughs> who the, the voiceover is but um and, and don't tell me because it'll ruin the fantasy but uh i, I she's got a very mature deep not deep, but but um, anyway, the, the, the voice is soothing. The voice is soothing, like like when you're in getting all sweaty and you're dodging, you know, torpedoes, which I don't do. So no, that's you eat them all. I don't. I yeah. I om nom nom torpedo sandwiches. <laughs> um, but she just has these, uh, and I don't know if you guys notice the. I started picking up on 
she, uh, she's quoting some things like out of the Constitution. There's a lot of patriotic stuff. Like, uh, I think it's when you sink another ship or I think it's when it says, you know, like when when the replacement of, you know, you're about to win the game. Basically, when that announcement comes up, um, I think that the Statue of Liberty voiceover, she says these truths we hold inevitable or something it's it's from like the constitution preamble it's actually pretty um pretty good like when you when you listen to it there's some um historical patriotic um and there's significant meaning behind them so uh, i thought the script was um pretty well written out as far as um you, you know i what am i trying to say what ties into the situation I thought it was pretty thought out with with some of the script so i i like it um i hope they do more um and and i got i gotta i gotta be careful when i say this because i, I don't want to alienate what little all four of you all out there that are listening to uh um <laughs> it, it's nice to have a north american voiceover on a north american server right. doesn't necessarily have to be patriotic united states i'm just saying something english speaking on the north american server i i like you know the lolly girls they're great and i know there's a huge following for that i can't understand a darn word what they're saying oh, I, yeah right you know um dasha beautiful beautiful lady I, I don't understand what she's saying and i know that's typical american i need to branch out and get good and learn more languages but i, I i'm not multilingual you know, or bilingual or whatever you want to call it. And so I, I would love to have those voiceover packs on there. I just can't understand what they're saying. So I tend to stick with, <laughs> I tend to stick with, um, you know, more of the English speaking ones just because, well, I use a lot of the 40K voiceover because I'm a huge 40K nerd as we've already established on the show. But um, this was nice. It was different uh, from something other than, you know, from a specific genre. It was just... North American. I guess that's the best way to put it. The simplicity is what made it pleasing to listen to. I guess if that right. makes sense. Right. Well, well jingle, the one Jingles does. He his cracks me up because he calls out wrong, the wrong ships. That that one always makes me laugh every time. Yeah, I, I run that one. <laughs> they. I don't know if they do that one on purpose. Um, yeah. If, if they did does, for him. Okay. I, I like the Steven Seagal one just because he sounds like he's half stone when he does. fire. You know, it's like he could give two <laughs> shits about his ship being on fire. And I'm a big fan of the Duke Nukem. Just, and I think right. they update it because they've got some new voice phrases that are coming out. I don't know if every patch they add a new whatever. But this, but but back to the Statue of Liberty, it, the simplicity and, um, again, because it's not a, a movie, it's not a, you know, it's just... I guess just kind of a concept, but the simplicity is what made it good for me. Right. And, and, and I did, I, I want to clarify, I, I, you know, by being annoying, I, I have to say every one of the voiceovers in this game are annoying to a level. If you play with one over and over on every ship and you make the settings so that all your ships get that same sound, that, that, that file, it will get annoying at some point. Um, 
I, I honestly, I thought it was really nice. It was nice that I didn't have some random lolly girl yelling and screaming and random languages in my ear that I couldn't understand. And this one was good. It was, uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. I, I felt that it was well done. There was a lot of, um, boy, what's the word? Uh, it's late. Uh, substance. There we go. It was a lot of. It had a lot of substance yeah. to it. It yeah, was. Substance. It was really well done. It was. It, I really liked it. You know. I mean, just like every other one. There's. There's a little bit of annoying when you play with it a lot. So I think what I'm going to do is maybe train up that commander and, and stick her on one of the other ships, and just be done with it. And I'll. I'll hear her when I'm in that ship, and that'll be the way it goes. Uh, but I did like it. And and big shout out to to Oscans for. Uh, sending those to us i think it was uh, pretty cool and uh really nice of them uh all right let's uh let's let's jump to this little extra special thing here the dev notes uh there there is uh, the only time uh, only reason i'm going to bring this up is there's only just one and we probably don't even care about this i know kj kj won't because it's it's aircraft stuff um but I wanted to talk about it just simply because it starts to put a little caveat on what I'm going to unload on here very shortly. Uh, and that gets into submarines. And the automatic, uh, let's see, dev blog, it was just a few days ago here. Automatic ASW for aircraft carriers is in closed testing. Uh, closed testing session for concept of automated anti-submarine weapons for aircraft carriers will take place in the near future. All tier 6 plus aircraft carriers will receive depth charge airstrikes. It will work automatically in a similar way to the carrier's damage control party and the player will not be able to use it manually. The depth charge airstrike grants aircraft carriers a means to defend themselves against submarines while not providing uh, the means to seek them out and damage them in an offensive capacity. The airstrike will be triggered if a submarine is detected within the airstrike's range or if signs of its presence are present, such as oil slicks on the water or sonar ping effect. Based on this, an approximate lead will be automatically calculated and the airstrike will be subsequently triggered. The submarine will have the opportunity to evade the attack if evasive measures are taken at the right time. Now that's all there is to that. But this is when I wanted mm. to step up and say, in since there was such a lack of dev notes, I was looking around at, at, at being frustrated with a submarine match the other night. And I suppose I should put this out there first. I was in, I want to say... Uh, probably the z44 running around trying to knock out naval battles for the clan and uh had been doing okay that night and uh i was out in the z44 i was doing my thing i was aerial denial i had had battleships pushed way back nobody was getting anywhere near and then as the game started progressing i was hitting torpedoes i was shooting stuff i was doing doing a good job surviving no help by the way on that one side i was down there taking care of sea all by myself and then suddenly i get a ping great subs in town that's just what i need a submarine 
Well, at that point, I had a cruiser that was in the area as well, and he was starting to be in the area to look. It looked, it appeared like he was looking for the sub. Well, as the sub pops in, here's a Fletcher that I'm kind of playing peekaboo around an island with, and I'm shooting at him, throwing sub, uh, uh, torps out all over the place. Uh, JB's coming across the map. I'm throwing torps at him. I'm trying. I'm multitasking because I've got four or five major issues, and I'm by myself, so I'm getting all the focus fire. What bothered me is I was holding my own against the, which is surprisingly enough, against the Fletcher. I was holding my own against him. I was dodging the incoming fire from the from the JB, and I want to say it was uh, wasn't the Kerf. It might even been a Kerfers coming in at the same time too. I had two battleships coming across. They were trying to cap the sea. I was doing what I can to hold my own and keep denying as long as I could until my group came in but of course they never did they stayed back out around an island I, they were all grouped tight like a you pop open a tuna fish can that's how tight they all were in there just it was horrible anyhow all of a sudden pings start coming pings start coming I'm getting torps here comes the air by the way an aircraft carrier dropping torps at me so I'm scooting around torps of dodging them from the aircraft carrier and here comes the submarine, and I see a little, the little white, look like he's, he's surfacing. I see a ripple in the water, and I start shooting, shooting, shooting. I'm not hitting him for nothing. So I race right towards him. I start spitting out my, my depth charges everywhere. I'm not hitting him at all. I can't find this guy. And, of course, I've got no hydro, but you know what? Hydro doesn't seem to matter anyway. I'm shooting at this. I'm ducking. I'm diving. I'm dipping. And here come the torps, and I've got probably, uh, at this point, by the time he's got the, the, the torps coming out, they started about, they're probably about 2, 3K away from me, but they're coming, and I, I see them coming, and I go right for them, I'm turning hard, I'm turning, I'm trying to dodge every which way I dodge, dip, duck, and dove, they just kept turning and coming right for me, I ended up eating all of them and went down. I was so frustrated. I said, well, that's the end of that. I'm out. I've had enough. And this wasn't, this was a tier eight. It was below me, but here it is tearing me a new one. I was able to uh, stand toe to toe with a Fletcher, which is not easy and deal with the, the staying out of the range best I could of the secondaries of the Kerr first and the JB with his secondaries and them firing at me and dealing with the aerial torpedoes coming in and ultimately it was the submarine that just kept pounding. Had I been a, a, a battleship I had probably eaten 12-15 torpedoes but as it was I hit every one of them and I was gone. And I just, so it, it, I wanted to pose a question because I started doing a little bit of digging to see what everybody else in the world thought about subs. We kind of already know, but I wanted to see. And there was a post out on Reddit uh, that was that was a few months back. And let me, I'm going to pull it up. I, I wrote it up. And uh, the, the question that this guy posts... Not really a question, more of a more of a rant. And he says, I'm sorry, but a tier six sub sitting on my ass. I can't get away. It's doing more than 50% damage to a tier eight battleship in 12 torps, all homing in with no way to counter, no way to detect. German DD with, uh, is sitting above him, unable to do anything. How can Hydro and sheer proximity not detect him? It's ridiculous and they need pulling again. So I decided since there's no, well, not a whole heck of a lot of dev notes, 
it made sense that I posted this out into our live show chat room for all of our listeners to jump in and say what they will. So I, I've got a couple of them here that I want to quick read, and then I want everybody else's take. Um, the first one, uh, right here from Zalkri. Uh He said they don't need more counters. They just need more gameplay. They are the embodiment of a one-trick pony. They're sonar. They torp. Nothing else. There's no management of shell types, no angling decision-making, no speed or positioning to really worry about. Just torp. Then, shockingly, the encounters... Or excuse me, the counters are equally simple and bland. Depth charges or HE, nothing really else to it. There's just no depth. Nothing being required of the players on either side that gameplay has no impact for them. I've certainly never felt anything when destroying a sub. They are minor annoyance that are easily are easy kills within range or when in range. Although the idea of their involvement in WoWs uh, was interesting and a notch of historical immersion. Trying to make them worth their development time in this kind of game has been a waste. I'd say if they had more of them, or more to them than their current gameplay, they would need more counters. As it is, it's just a boring deal for everyone. So that's an interesting take, but we've got one more, and that's from Chillbreeze. And he says, I don't think that subs need more counters. I think they just need to be less powerful. There's plenty of counterplay, minus, of course, carriers that can basically do nothing to subs. Hence why I brought that up tonight. Uh, they do too much for too little. Being able to shoot five torps that do good damage and will curve towards a boat and hit you with sonar pings that travels at 8,000 miles per hour is just too easy. Maybe decrease the damage outright or uh, the tor more torps that hit in an area, the less they do, uh, which I know is supposed to be what saturation does, but not enough. Because if there is already a hole in a ship, putting a torpedo in the same spot will do nothing more than splash some more water into that hole. It's dumb. I think that subs can be balanced and a fun part of the game. It's just Ouija trying to stick to how they operated in real life, which in real life was literally the bane of every ship out there if you saw a sub it was pretty much over i think i read somewhere or saw in a video that at one point in world war ii for every new ship the u.s built the german u-boat sunk one and that happened every day uh, and in parentheses he states not sure if that's historically accurate i just remember hearing it somewhere uh, this is one time where Ouija can't copy and paste a boat from real life into the game and it just works. They actually have to design and think of how it would work without being broken and their brains melting doing so. So that was a little fun little thing from everybody that, that chipped in and, and, and chimed a little bit about all of this stuff. Uh, regarding subs and then the aircraft carriers are getting some stuff but honestly i i played them myself i don't mind being in them they're fun however they are way way too powerful the homing torps are just stupid they hit uh, uh, if they actually hit a destroyer and i'm telling you i was squ just squirreling my butt everywhere moving ducking diving i was driving the living daylights out of that destroyer 
and it didn't make a lick of difference. They all hit me, and I was done. So, what do you guys think? They suck? They great? They need more counters? Are they good the way they are? I know KJ will say, get them the heck out of here, but <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> I think I'm done for a few minutes anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, for first, I was going to say first off on the uh, thank you on the thing they're talking about the automatic ASW for aircraft carriers. Great, way to go, no problem. I I applaud that. When do I get that on my ship? Right. So you're taking an aircraft carrier that the player doesn't have to drive his boat at all, doesn't have to do anything except for fly planes, and you're already giving them automatic damage control automatic everything and now you're giving them automatic airstrikes mm. where's mine they don't need it i mean no it's it's that's just stupid you don't need to put the automatic asw for aircraft carriers then we again then every ship that in the game should have automatic asw for subs that we don't have to just like with secondaries that we don't have to do anything except for just it automatically starts going off as soon as a submarine is detected um yeah that's a bad move bad move i mean i don't like carriers as it is but i can deal with carriers i just i i, I don't like subs because i've had several games um running around a destroyer similar to like like what you're saying i've had one that i was just going around i kept getting spotted i couldn't figure out where i was getting spotted which i understand you know it's a sub and the next thing i know this the sub pulls up right next to me about oh i don't know like actually comes up about four three and a half kilometers away from me and just unloads all of his torps right into me yep yeah it sucked <laughs> <laughs> after that i was like nope i'm done not playing anymore tonight finished not doing it because it was like there's 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 no way i mean it didn't ping me didn't do anything which give them kudos to that but uh, it was just like it's just not fun. I I don't. It, it sucks the entire life out of the game when I when I come across stuff like that. That's the kind of crap yeah. that I don't like. Uh, and yeah. I, and I'm fine. And I'm fine with with subs being as powerful as they are. That's great. Then you need to limit their torpedoes. Limit the amount of how many shots that they can actually take per game. You already have these these subs running at five thousand knots under the water. You know, I know this is an exaggeration, but right. again, I've seen I've seen submarines outrace uh, destroyers, in with turbo with, with the speed boost on. I've seen them do it. Um, you, you, no, I mean, you, you got to find a little better balance than that. Um, you know, I, I can, like I said, I can, I don't care for the subs just because of the way that they're done. I don't think that they're balanced right. I mean, something's got to change. Um, it's just. I don't know. Like uh, you know, I've said before, I get in a game and I see a sub up there, and I'm like, yeah, I hope it stays on the other side of the map and stays mm -hmm. away from me because, because I don't want to have to deal with it. Um, uh, I, I I would absolutely love to see the homing torps go away, even spit them out and let them fan out in, in, into a right. into a you know like everybody else's fan out a little bit so you cover a certain area. Do not go homing. You're killing the game. I have never been, and and this is going to be funny to everybody who knows me, I have never been more 
frustrated in a game that I was doing very well in to have something like that happen to me. No, no matter what I did, I could not mm -hmm. avoid it. It was, was as soon as he pulled the trigger, you were dead. There's nothing right. you can do, no matter how hard you work. I've never been so frustrated in a game before, and that includes my hatred for Friesland and its freaking twin sister ship. So if that doesn't tell wargaming something. They ain't listening. It needs right. to be tweaked because this is insane. I got, uh, that was the last game. I just shut it off and that was the end of that for me. I went, nope, I'm done. I might even take a couple days off and and right. play at levels where I won't see that crap anymore. And just, ah, I'm driving, just drives me nuts. Well, well supposedly they've got that in there, if I remember correctly, about um, within so many meters or whatever it's supposed to the homing is supposed to be kind of, I don't know, mitigated to a certain degree that it doesn't home anymore. Well, I've yeah, seen those things. I, I've seen those things turn all the way into me, even after they they were like within a half a kilometer. Well, I mean, yep. or less. Yep. That's what happened to me the other night. Yep. There's a minimum, like a radius, I think, battleships, and I'm probably off, but battleships, it's like once they get within three kilometers or so i mean there's a set distance for battleships which is out further cruisers then it's a little bit closer and destroyers is still like i want to say a kilometer or something where after a certain distance they no longer they lose their homing capability and then and then go into dumb fire mode however with a lot of these destroyers especially um ones i'm trying to think KG could probably help me out. Some of these destroyers that have a really wide turn radius. Yeah, uh, any of the German, the okay. second tier German destroyers, um, yeah. a lot of the uh, uh, second tier Russian destroyers. <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> are, are basically cruisers. <laughs> the distance for when they stop homing, I think is still too close because that that destroyer is so basically when you're in a destroyer and you see these homing torpedoes come at you you have a choice you can either use your your damage control which will erase the homing basically yeah, don't get me started on that yeah if <laughs> if it's up if it's up um and or you can try to dodge and i think that the distance still needs to be tweaked out to give some of these destroyers a, a little bit more of a fighting chance here's the other problem or i think not a problem let me back up and say here's another thing that i think and i've said this before um i think that destroyers as a class as a ship class unto themselves should have a little bit more anti-sub capabilities not just offensive but defensive as well such as the uh, the decoy noisemakers um they were accurate they were historical they were able to drop these you know decoys off whereas there's a percentage chance that the homing torpedo will take off towards the decoy versus going towards the destroyers. I also right. feel that on the offensive capability, because what a lot of people don't realize is um, when you're in KG, you, you guys know, it, you, if you've piloted a captain, a destroyer, I don't go after subs. I don't go after subs at all because they're mm -hmm. usually back behind the skirmish line, which means that I have to advance and push to go after a sub because I have to get in when you're on a destroyer, you got to get right on top of it with your depth charges. Um, right. I it, the risk is not worth the reward, especially early game where I need to save my destroyer 
towards the end game. So what happens is, is a lot of these subs go unchecked. And I think that if you look and, and if we're giving cracks open the books and looks at, I, I want to say the majority of your, your submarines being sunk are going to be sunk by battleships and cruisers with the airdrops. Not too many. I, I think that would be a vast majority of how destroyers get sunk with a few, uh, I'm sorry, submarines with, with a few, um, you know, exceptions in between. But it, 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 unless that submarine pops up behind our skirmish line where I have basically the freedom in that destroyer to kind of roam about the cabin to go actually actively hunting for this thing, um, which is annoying as shit. I mean, it's a good tactic, but, and I'm, and I had a slip there. I'm sorry. Uh, but that's two, it, by the way. Okay, and so uh, it's all good. My blood pressure was just talking about something. I, I know, and I'm going to back up, and I'm going to say here's here's my bottom line on the subs. My bottom line is I I think they do have a place in the game. I think that they have a home, and again, like when the when I was first testing beta alpha testing subs when they um, first came out it adds that extra dimension. It's like a fourth dimension, third dimension, whatever to the game, and it and it it, it but there needs to be limitations. Limit the number of submarines, which they've worked on. I think that the, I mean, there, I have a laundry list of stuff that we can do two or three shows on, but just to cap it off, the homing torpedoes need to be like a consumable with a cooldown more so. Like you only get four sets of, you know, whatever. Um, I, I think a lot of these torpedoes need to be dumb fired, which is, which is going to dial back on on their capability i don't have a problem um switching over to the carrier i don't have a problem with the carrier having automatic anti-sub i mean it's not controlled by the carrier as long as it's within a reasonable distance um but it should be on a limited charges you should get like three of them and that's it but most importantly that carrier driver here here's here's a tip for all you carrier captains out there don't be an airfield well, what's an airfield? An airfield is a carrier that sits and spawn, doesn't move, and just sits there in stationary. There's this little thing called, you know, autopilot where you can kind of click on waypoints. So the rare time I'm in a carrier, I will put myself into like a big orbiting circle. So I'm constantly moving all the time. Um, if you sit still in a carrier and you're an airfield, you deserve to be torpedoed, hands down. So, you know, that's your fault. Um but yeah, getting back to there's a I I think my opinion is the subs below. I mean, there's a home for them in the game. There just is so much more balancing that needs to be done. Number one, dial down the damage of the airstrikes and pump up the damage of of the depth charges from the destroyers. Give the destroyers more anti-sub defensive capabilities so that they can survive these encounters um, and make it worth your while so that when you do go sub hunting pump up the experience pump up the reward because what happens like when i'm in a cruiser or i'm in a in a destroyer and i decide well not decide usually it's because everybody else is 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 such a sheeple that they they don't pay any you know you could ping the map 20 times that there's a sub behind it and and people drive over and keep on going i somehow am the only one on on my team that usually is like well we probably need to take care of the submarine on this flank over here so i'll go actively hunting well then that pulls me away from and nobody else is accomplishing whatever goals or whatever flank capturing the point or, or whatever and so make make it worth my while 
because now I'm not getting damage on other stuff. You, you know, I'm not getting experience. I'm not earning in-game credits. I'm not accomplishing tasks because now I have to spend the first half of, you know, the first 10 minutes out of a 20-minute match doing absolutely nothing but running around trying to ping this submarine to take it out of the game because if I don't, if I don't ping it and I don't take the submarine out, it's going to sink that new carrier that's an airfield that's sitting in the back and then we've lost the match ultimately i want to win if that's what helps me win then yeah but but make it worth my while pump up some of the experience you know pump up sweeten the pot a little bit to start going after these submarines um i know i'm rambling on guys and i and i apologize for that but it, it, it's they do have a home in the game there's just so much more balancing that needs to be done. Work with what we got. Dial some of this back. Dial some of that back. Add a little bit more here. I think they can be, the end statement, I, I, I think they can be integrated fully into the game. I just don't, pl I did them in, I, I, I played Captain Subs in the in the beginning when they were testing because it was new and they were kind of on a test server thing. I'm not going to spend my time um, captaining a sub when there's no point like i'm not getting any experience points on a tech tree I, you see what i'm saying yeah um there's no point in doing it until they come out on a tech tree so uh, you know i i'm for them don't get me wrong i'm for the subs and they, and they got a spot in the game but there's still some serious tweaking that needs to be done with them to make everybody ultimately you're not going to make it but but to make the majority of your player base happy i just don't think that it's happening quick enough and a lot of your veteran players are, are getting really frustrated and finding other things myself included finding other things to do because i'm like you cyber when i when i'm in a you know um when i'm in my shikishima and i'm fighting for a cap and there's just me and a sub and i can't find the darn sub and every 30 seconds i'm getting seven or eight torpedoes up you know up the keel um and there's not a darn thing I could do about it. It gets very frustrating. Yeah, I'm going to go do something else. And good on that sub captain for being there. But to me, subs... And it, oh boy, I'm going to alienate a lot of people. To me, subs... Sub captains are like Shikishima captains. It's There's really not a lot of skill. <laughs> you know, 20, no, no. Torpedo <laughs> and putting 15 of them out there. It, there's not a lot of skill into that. It's, it's a luck chuck. It's a fire and forget. And sub captain, I think, I put in kind of the same category right now. There's no skill to it. There's no... There's no... To me, that's not fun. Make it... Make it... Um, a little bit more skill-based. I don't know. Everybody's probably well, screaming. Yeah, you know what? No, I 100% agree with you. And to support your statement i will say every time i've driven one i played amazing so that right there tells uh, tells everybody out there that the uh these subs are, are way op <laughs> and anybody who gets in them can look like an unbelievable player and that's just not the case uh one other thought uh, it sounds like everybody well not everybody but but you guys are, are with me and we need more counters for these things uh, do destroyer or torpedoes outside of sub torpedoes even hit these things? Because I, I would certainly. Well, yeah, if they're if they're on the surface, yeah. then deep water should hit them underwater. That's what I would like to see. You know you that would you would love to see that. Yeah, there's there's got to be something more that a DD like like the situation that I was in that it, 
there's got to be a way they're in the deep water they're as low if not lower than than the hull of a battleship they should be smoked when that's just the way it needs to go i I just i tell you what frustrating here's a message for wargaming if whenever the tech tree comes out and they make a tech tree branch or they make a premium sub if you make a premium sub that is a sub hunter that sucks at killing ships but excels at killing the subs on the other team, I'll pay money for that. I will cash, buy, pay money for a sub hunter just so I can go out you know and what? hunt down all the subs on the other team. You know what? And I think that's a great idea because then when we're so frustrated and we want to shut the game off and not come back for a week, instead of doing that, we can jump in that sub hunter and spend the rest of the night killing every sub you possibly can see. Like, and, and, but that would be a game that you get like one yeah, yeah. You end up with two carriers, a super ship, and nothing but battleships and cruisers. <laughs> like, like the Asashio can only sink battleships and carriers. Make a sub that all all your torpedoes do is is hit other subs, but it does it really good. I don't care if there's only one sub, and that's the only accomplishment I have on the other <laughs> team. I'll float around and I'll float to the surface and, and cap and and do some passive spotting. I I just want to I just want to jump into a sub hunter. <laughs> Yeah, and have the satisfaction of hunting these guys down, and and and, and I would pay cash money for that. <laughs> All right, well let's uh, let's move on to the the, the bulk of the show. Where is my buttons here? Oh, that wasn't the bulk. I thought that. No, was- no, that was that was just me <laughs> frustrating and venting. That was me <laughs> venting and getting it all out. All right, here we go. He's all yours, bounty hunter. All right, man. A premium <laughs> ship showcase. Hit us up. Well, what, what did I miss? <laughs> oh, just the, I love the little, the little, uh, you know, cook, cook, the little car horn at the end. Just I cracks got, me up. I got to do something. I, I, I whipped yeah. out a couple of giggities last week, so I wanted to change it up. <laughs> so I've gotten, um, we got a really good response from understanding, and, and I do get private, you know, uh, direct messages from folks after the show, and I do appreciate all the responses that I get um, about uh, everybody was that I've talked to so far was really happy with the mains or the mines. I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong. Um, and I've also, along that lines, I've gotten a lot of requests over time. And it's not just because of the, the mines last show to, to do the next premium ship. And so by literally by popular demand or by popular request um this episode we are going and i'm probably going to mispronounce it we're going to feature the uh another um kriegsmarine german cruiser and and this cruiser i usually call him a she but i'm gonna call him a he because he has a specific name and he has been around um like since you know christ was a corporal i guess um this ship has been in the game <laughs> for a long time and that is the prince eugen and i think i'm pronouncing that correctly the eugen correct eugen yeah yep. prince eugen um this is a, a, an interesting ship because this is one of the first premiums that i actually got out of like a santa crate container way back like years ago and it just kind of sat in the port and i never really paid attention to it and it wasn't until uh, I, you know, I think I had, I, I you know, I, I took it out and knocked the rust off. And every once in a while, I, I would have a couple of battles. In, but I think I had less than 10 battles in this thing. And that was a couple of years ago. And so the Prince Eugen sat in my port 
for a long time until I finally got enough requests. Man, you got to do the Prince Wagon. You got to do Prince Wagon. And I tell you what, I am glad and thank you for everybody that requested the Prince Oigan because, uh, like Cyber was saying, I was out creeping and I was lurking in the game, and I logged into the Oigan and um, I enjoyed the mines and the mains. The Prince Oigan, also, I think I will put up there as was just a very surprisingly. Uh, I, I got into the Oigan and I was like, okay, it's it's an Admiral Hipper with the gimmick and we'll talk about the gimmick in a second but it's an apple hip hipper with you know kind of a one trick pony kind of a thing until i started playing and let me tell you something i had so much fun in the prince oigan and most of my matches i was under tiered so i was either um in uh, well first of all prince oigan is a tier eight um uh, premium German cruiser so it's on the tier so you're subjected to the tier 6 through 10 matches and so even in the tier 9 even in the tier 10 matches I was productive it was a good ship I was getting some good results getting some numbers and I was highly surprised at the survivability that the Oigan has especially when you're down tiered so it was a lot of fun taking him out of port and getting him um, back out in the battles. So let's get into um, Oigan. What makes the Oigan so special? Well, basically the Oigan, the Prince Oigan, is an Admiral Hipper class. And at the time was one of you know, the more powerful ships in um, the German Navy during the 1930s um, and was equipped with some a little bit stronger anti-aircraft um, guns. But in game terms, the Oigan is very similar to the Admiral Hipper if you've gone up the uh, German tech tree line. Um, Hipper does have a faster main battery reload and a little bit better improved maneuverability. Um, but what the trade-off is is that the Prince Eugen has access to a repair party. And fun fact, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think that the Eugen was the first cruiser in the game to get an actual repair party. That's how long the Eugen has, has been around. Um, but other than the little bit slower of a reload uh the the guns are the same the ship is the same it maneuvers almost the same in fact i took i did a bunch of battles side by side and took the hipper out and took the oigan out i really did not notice that big of a difference in the maneuverability in um the the oigan the prince oigan versus the the hipper they they felt like um almost the same ship a little bit sluggish on the sluggish side, but it, almost the same. Uh, the Oigan defensively does have a really good anti-aircraft uh, suite. Um, and I'm, if you look up in the wiki, it says um, very similar to the Hipper's Sea Hole. But even in uh, against same tier carriers, and uh, not so much against higher tier, but I did spec a little bit of my captain into a little bit of anti-aircraft on the Oigan, and I was actually pleasantly surprised with the amount of planes even in tier 10 matches that i was um shooting down but let's get into the ship specifics and talk about specifically armor uh the oigan does have a 27 millimeter bow uh and much like the mines has got that spot of the 40 millimeter what i call almost a quasi uh, um icebreaker on the bow but that 27 millimeter is actually pretty hefty it's pretty standard for your cruiser class um, the only thing you got to, or your heavy cruisers, you got to worry about is on your higher tier battles that you still can get um, overmatched on 
through the nose with some of your higher tier ships. Uh, decking armor, 27 millimeters all the way around. Um, this is where the, the armoring of the Oigan gets a little bit different. Once you start peeling away the layers of the onion and uh, peeling away um, with the submarine baffles and uh, start peeling away the, uh, the casemate, um, the Oigan does have what I would consider a below-water citadel. I mean, there's just a little bit of a fraction that peaks up. But here's the cool thing. Much like the, the mains, the Oigan does have an angled, quasi, um, somewhat of a um, turtleback, as in your citadel, it, there's, a, there's a deflection. It's like a 45-degree flexion at 40 millimeters. And so what does that mean in gamer terms? What that means is that your higher battleships will not overmatch uh, if they hit at the waterline, they will not overmatch your your citadel armor, especially if if you're angled because it's got that angling that's on it. And so that in gamer terms means you have a lot more survivability if you can stay angled. Of course, with anything, if you go flat broadside, that 40 millimeter plus the 80 millimeter belt plus the you know those 457 heavy guns are going to go right to the side. However, if you put some angle on it. And, and keep your stuff angled, um, keep the ship angled into the incoming fire. You're gonna you're gonna find, and I found, as I was under tier in a lot of matches, that I was troll bouncing a lot of shots from. I went to head to head with a Jean Bart with the 380s, and the Jean Bart I think thought that they had me dead to rights, and I just put a little bit of an angle on it and close close the gap. Basically, with a Jean Bart, I got caught at nine kilometers. Close the gap with a Jean Bart, and that Jean Bart was bouncing all kinds of stuff. Um, I was taking some full penetrations, but no citadels, and then I got in close and finished the John Bart off with a couple of torpedo shots. Um, and I, I, of course, the the person was a little salty, you know, that how could I survive? And I was hacking and cheating, but just a little bit of angle. And with the armor scheme on the Prince Eugen, I was surprisingly. Um, Surprisingly trolly on the armor. Uh, moving past the armor, let's get into the guns. 203 millimeter guns. You've got uh, a 4x2 and an ABXY uh, configuration. Main guns, uh, 17.5 uh, max range with my captain setup. Uh, the high explosive has a 51 millimeter penetration, meaning when I was getting into those high tier matches, my high explosive was actually, I was getting full pens coming down onto the decks of Kremlins and some other stuff that had 50 millimeter uh, deck armor. With the 51, I was actually getting full high explosive pens. Fire chance, not so great, only 15%. I really would not use a lot of HEs, very situational on your HE. Uh, the armor piercing, however, you've got the Kriegsmarine armor piercing and it is phenomenal. Um, and both your high explosive and your armor piercing is is traveling at a railgun speed of 925 meters a second very flat trajectory the dispersion is great at uh, a max dispersion of 143 meters um i don't know what the sigma is on it but judging by my shot groups every once in a while you would get a shotgun that would come out but for the most part i would say nine salvos out of ten it was point on dead on target and let me give you an example of the german armor piercing i was in a tier 10 match and there was a vermont which was about 15 kilometers out and i was plunking uh into the vermont with my 203 guns, I was using armor piercing and going into the top of, not through the belt, but going through the top of the Vermont deck armor, which I consider is a pretty armored ship. I was getting full pen salvos and I was salvoing this Vermont 
about every 11 seconds because that's what my reload speed was getting down to for about 5 to 6k per salvo. And I chunked this Vermont down in an Eugen. So the, um, the guns were really good, really reliable. Uh, moving down the line, uh, he does have um, 4 by 3 so it's two launchers on each side of um, uh, your standard uh, German uh, torpedoes, 6 kilometers, 64 knots. Uh, AA defense was pretty solid, coming at rating at a 73. And then with my captain skills, I actually invested in the tier 2 skill focus fire training, which gives my priority sector reinforcement an additional 25%. And so, like I said, when I was top tier, n there were no, no other... Um, uh, tier 8 carriers were were when they were flying sorties against me i was able to successfully defend myself um and then against the tier 10s i was still shooting down stuff although i didn't go up against any um what is it fdrs or anything that atrocious but uh for the most part um the oigan does have depth charges doesn't have the um the plane launch so you got to kind of be careful with that so your anti-sub warfare is a little is a little lacking in that department uh so you got to kind of be like right on top of it but um maneuverability i found that i was running i had to run basically with the speed flag on it uh with speed flag your, your max speed is going to be 33.6 knots that's with the speed flag turning circle 770 meters uh and then i do use the rudder shift mod uh to get my rudder shift time down to 8.7 seconds i know a lot of time i've been uh, going with the trend of using the acceleration mod, but in this case, I like what KJ was saying with the mines getting in close. Uh, I wanted to have a little bit more uh, steering power um, to increase my survivability. Let's talk about gear slots. Slot one, I put main armament. Slot two, I went with damage control. Slot three, I went with aiming system. Slot four, I went with steering gears. And slot five, I went with concealment. And rounding it off, concealment with concealment expert on the captain, you get your concealment down to 11.7 uh, kilometers. I do run on the tier four with my captain. I do run concealment expert. I do run with radio location, which is pretty standard on all of my cruisers. And I do run top grade gunner, which reduces your main battery. Reload, uh, reload time down um, from eight seconds. Your main battery standard reload is 13 seconds with the main battery top grade gunner. And with adrenaline rush, you can get that down to like nine or 10 seconds, depending on how much damage you take. I do highly suggest on your captain skills that you do take superintendent which does pump up that um repair party which gives you four so the standard three repair party it's it's not that great i mean i've i've seen better repairs on on other ships however it's better than having no repair party at all and i found myself in several instances where i was able to push uh, aggressively into a cap or into another um sometimes even a battleship and i was able between the armor the troll armor and the repair party i was able to limp away or with the exception of the one game where i just got focused and i was taken out at the beginning of the match um three repair parties were not gonna save me on that so uh she excels or he excels in all roles that i played it in i played up close i played far away the only drawback that i found to the ship was that the guns are are almost too good to the fact that you can't shoot over islands on this thing you have to come around the corners because it is a very flat um trajectory and then of course running it out with the hydro acoustic search with the german hydro at six kilometer ship detection very effective sub hunter especially hydro coupled with the radio location captain skill overall i was highly surprised i thought getting into a um higher tier match that i would 
not last as long. I was extremely surprised with the survivability of the ship. I was happy with the gun performance. The, the turrets turned pretty decently. Um, kind of disappointed with the high explosive, but that armor piercing, like I said, I was chunking a Vermont at 15 kilometers, which is almost max range for 5-6K. I was getting full penetrations going through the deck with that German um, armor piercing. Uh, very satisfied. I don't know why I didn't play this ship or captain the ship a lot more, but I tell you what, um, this ship is going to get a lot more use on my current um, rotations uh, moving forward. So that's what I have on the Eugen. Um I'll turn it back over to you guys. <laughs> well, I'll put it to you this way. Um, my hipper, I've got like 43,000 experience points on it. The Prince Eugen, uh, 300,000. If I want a tier eight German, I'm taking the the Prince Wagen. I, I've, I mean, yes, I know that it's it's been out for a while. I just, I think it's a fun ship. I just really enjoy it, um, especially the uh, when I've got it outfitted with that special camo that I did way back when. I don't remember if you remember that one or have that one. It's the uh, yeah uh, Adler, the Prince Wagen. It's got the flying eagle on the side of it. Oh, just beautiful. Um, but it's a fun ship. I, I really do enjoy it. It's a, it's a great ship. I just I love having the heel. Uh, maybe that's why I don't like the hipper as much. I mean, because I know it's basically the same type of ship for the most part. But I, I do love having that that heel. That you know, yeah, if I get it or make a mistake, I can actually disengage because, like you said, it does have eleven point seven concealment. If you if you spec into it. And you can kind of disengage and go hide away and, and lick your wounds and you come back up and you're, 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 you've kind of fixed your pain a little bit and you can go back in to go back in and start battling again. Um, as far as setup, my setup's not too much different than, than yours, except for the fact on, on the, on the uh, third slot, I actually have it set up as a secondary modification. So I can actually extend those secondary ranges out to like 9.6. So, I mean, they're not the greatest secondaries in the world, but it, it, I, you know, again, since I do play a lot of destroyers, if when I play ships, I tend to think of, okay, I'm going to be hunted down by a destroyer. So if I can have secondaries that reach out and touch them, I'll have secondaries that reach out and touch them. So I, yeah, so I yeah. usually do, do try to kick my secondaries out. <laughs> That surprised me, um, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I was in a match, and when I first started uh, running the Oigan, uh, my secondaries were firing <laughs> off, and I, I thought it was somebody else. I'm thinking I had like a Massachusetts or something uh, that mm -hmm. was on the team behind me, and I was like, no, those are my secondaries because they, they, they do. Mm -hmm. they, they've got a really good range on them. Um, right. I, I wouldn't spec into it, but yeah, interesting you yeah. brought that up. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the only thing I put in as far as secondaries are really concerned is is I just add that in there just to get the range out there because they're they're not the greatest secondaries in the world they're only 105s but I mean it, it does at least puts it out there that you know most of the times because like me and as a destroyer you know as soon as I see secondaries start going off I'm like okay I gotta get out of here because they're gonna start chipping away at me and I don't want to be chipped away like that. So that's that's about the only difference I have on there. I mean, did you say you ran with the heavy AP on that or no? I did not. No, I I okay. took those points and put it into superintendent for a little bit right. more utility and a little bit more survivability. Right. Well, I've got I've got superintendent and the heavy AP because I didn't take the uh, radio location like you did on yours. Uh, yeah, I do, a little bit of I do. 
Yeah. Um, I was just going to say a little bit of a different captain style. Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel that radio location, and that's a whole other debate, is right. to me is more worth than having heavy AP, although that is an interesting combo, and I, I will have to put another captain on and try that out sometime. Yeah, because it's nice because when you do hit with those two o threes and you you catch them just right with that extra that extra five percent seems to seems to help in the right right circumstances. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it's a it's yeah, like I said, I I really like the ship. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. It's it is a it is a blast of a ship to play. Um, again, depending upon your play styles, I mean you know you know me, I I tend to play a little more up close than further away. So that's, you know, I enjoy it. I enjoy having that little extra heel that if I mess up and get caught in the wrong spot with my pants down, that a lot of times I can actually get out of that situation uh, by trying to figure out a way to disengage and then go heel back up and then I can come back in and play some more. Yeah, there was a couple of times where I had to engage and basically limp off, lick my wounds, you know, and mm -hmm. the heel's got a really good cooldown too. It's like just a little bit over a minute. Um, and it and it does a pretty good yeah. chunk, especially when you run the heel flag on. I think it does like seven mm -hmm. or eight k health back, which is almost I think with all with four with four repair parties, I think that's mm -hmm. almost half of a ship that you could probably get back. But right. definitely, definitely um, worth it. And and like you said, the nice thing about the Eugen is it's good at all roles. It, there really is mm -hmm. no bad role. If you want to push and go up close, if you want to stay at distance. Um, it excels at all. It's truly one of those rare ships that excels in all roles that you put it in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's, and you can still catch people off guard when they, you know, with those 6K torps because sometimes they don't think about them or see them, and the next thing you know, you're yeah. taking them out with torpedoes. <laughs> yeah, and they're not slouches either. I mean, they're you know they're not the greatest in the world either, but I mean they hit what do you what do we say like 13? Yeah, 13700 is what they're going to hit with. So the yeah, they they pack a little bit of a wallop to them. Yeah, um, ask that that uh, Jean Bar that got too close to me when I turned <laughs> and he probably thought I was crazy. The mm -hmm. only other bad side that I found with the um, the Eugen, which is I think a running theme for a lot of the German ships, cruisers and battleships, is that if you want to get all four turrets to bear, you really have to open up your sides. Mm -hmm. So I found myself most of the time just kind of bow tanking with the front turrets and then as I would turn and kite away, then I can get all four turrets on. But yeah, you got to be careful because the rear turret arc going forward is it's really it, it it's like i had to open up to about a 45 50 degree angle to get all four turrets on which made me a little bit nervous yeah yeah you yeah if you show too much side you're gonna get you're gonna get hit and that's the bad thing about it is that you do have to turn a lot to get those to get all those guns on there and i have had it a few times where you i know you were talking about the citadel being just a smidge above the water well i've had a few times that i've been in a real hard turn and yeah that citadel does come up and yes you can get punched in on the sides on your turns trust me <laughs> I a uh, good shout out to um, non sequitur who's in our chat, mm -hmm. and he said that Oigan has a 2.0 sigma. So mm -hmm. thank you, sir, for looking that up for us, and um, which is really good. If you know on the sigma, that's right up. There's very accurate um, guns were consistently, consistently again with mm -hmm. nine salvos out of ten, really tight shot groups, and that German AP was um, definitely penetrating, very viable even in a tier ten match. I felt very comfortable going against um, other tier 10 ships and same tier carriers. I felt like I was kind of holding my own. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she, she, thumb, Two thumbs up for me on this one. 
All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's let's get to that challenge. So last week you had, oh, what was it? Uh, H most he damage in the mines. Yep. The most he shell damage in the mines. Well, we had a few submissions, and I was awesome through them tonight. And we have take a clear, my money. We have take a, my money. We have a clear winner. So let me, let me do this real quick. Build build some suspense. Here we go. And our winner for this week's challenge with the the mains or mines was non sequitur, and uh, he submitted a couple. And uh, I don't have all the numbers, but it was it was a ton of he damage. It was it was really crazy the amount of damage that he put up on he. <laughs> Let's just say that uh, that it was an awful lot. So clear winner. Uh, more money going out to the hundred thousand twice is what he yeah, said. Hundred yeah. thousand plus twice. Yeah, wow. yeah. It was, it was, it was. You know, once I saw it, I was like, yeah, I really don't need to look at the others, but I will just, just to be, you know, <laughs> fair, judicial. <laughs> yeah, judicial, fair. I'm all about fairness, but yeah, it was uh, no brainer there. So, so well done there. But uh, well done. Yeah, well done all the way around. Look for the cheering around. Yep, there we go. <laughs> All right, so so why don't we hit the the challenge for next week with the Oigan? What do you what do what do what do you got our guys doing? It's funny because I hit my clap button and I can't get the clap button to stop. Oh, <laughs> click click it again, click it again. <laughs> hold on, hold on, it's gonna time out. So there we go, extra applause for <laughs> extra applause for the winner. <laughs> And it's done. Okay. So the technology, who would have thought? I know, um, right? I can't get them to stop applauding. Uh, <laughs> so the challenge for the Oigan, we'll do a nice, simple challenge on this one. And we're just going to go the highest damage overall, just the highest, because it does everything good. It's got decent, you know, high explosive. It's got great torpedo damage. It's got um, good AP damage. We were, we're just going to go. So in a single, single random battle just screenshot your results highest overall damage in the prince eugen uh highest overall damage 2500 dubs courtesy of the full broadside right on well with that let's head to parting shots kj let's start with you this week um wargaming bad idea about giving carriers an automatic asw for them no don't do it I know you're going to anyway. You don't listen to us. You don't care. You're going to do it. So <laughs> on you. Uh, but I think it's dumb. I just think it's dumb to give that class automatic anything. I mean, it's a ship. They, they need to do just like everybody else. There's really no difference just because you're flying airplanes and you're playing World of world of, of, of Airplanes instead of War Thunder or whatever, instead of warships. Fine. Just they don't need to have something else automated for them. If that's the case, then everybody needs to get that automated. That's just my take. Sorry. Um, other than that, um, I was going to ask, were you guys, anybody going to mention how things turned out with the um, Clash of the Classes for us? Go ahead. Well... Evidently from the class of the clashes, because uh, I got a, a message from Non the other day, uh, saying that because 
they felt sorry for us, I'm guessing. <laughs> That's what it was. Don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. Don't sugarcoat it. I, I know I know I know they I know it was a rigged raffle, right? I'm sure. Mm. Um, <laughs> but actually we wound up uh, winning um, in one of the raffles um, five thousand dubs for our team. Yeah, so we get to we get to figure totally out how rigged. we wanna yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Completely, I think rigged. they just—I think they just felt bad for us. I mean, you know, yeah. it was the total. Man. What do they call it? The booby prize. It, that's yes, what right. It was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, we want these guys to actually show back up again. So that's right. Um, we got we got to figure a way. They held <laughs> a pity party and everybody chipped in and gave us right. Well, I kept telling Non, I said, you know. And, and even JD, I said, Mando threatened us that we had to win some of his money back. So we did everything right. we could trying to get some of those dub, those dubs back. So I think they just finally took pity on us and said, okay, here you guys go. But no, just all serious. Uh, we Again, we really do appreciate having us in for that and, and allowing us the chance to, to make fools of ourselves trying to cast something. And, and we promise that if we get the chance to do it again, we'll try to be better than we were this year. Amen. Um, <laughs> uh, we're gonna work on it. I mean, come on! It was our first time to do anything like that, so you know, don't don't kill us too hard. But we did have a lot of fun, and we do look forward to trying to doing it the next time you guys guys have it running again. Um, hopefully, we can get some things yeah, worked out a little bit, bit better on our on our side. So um, there's some things that I think that I mean, if you guys are still taking suggestions on things, um, one of the things I would suggest for for you guys I know it'd be kind of difficult but hopefully maybe you could figure out a way to do it is that either a mod or a representative of the Clash of the Classes actually hosts the room and then people go into that room instead of everybody trying to run around and get a hold of which team member is doing what for what room and then find the name because that there's a lot of a lot of dead time on that trying to figure out who's doing what and waiting around and waiting around and, and then at the last second oh it's in this room so that would be one suggestion I would kind of put out there that if it's possible to have like the mods or the admins or some official representative hosting the room at some point, if, if at all possible, um, just to make things easier that, okay, you're with this group, you're going to go to, this is your room, this is who's hosting it. It just, to me, it would seem a little bit easier. And then it would also be easier to, uh, well, I understand. Um, would make it easier so in cases like in our first match that in in the playoffs that we had was um that we had the other team wind up showing up late and then there would be no no uh um uh, uh and maybe pushback or whatever about you know hey you know we weren't late or yeah we were late or you know that kind of thing and you know, just just to make sure that everybody's you know again playing by the playing by the rules and that kind of stuff. So that was the only thing I've got for that. But anyway, other than that, I don't have much else except for wargaming. You know, fix the stuff that needs to be fixed. Quit show, giving us shiny new stuff. Um, and then hopefully, maybe next week we can talk a little bit about how we're doing with um, clan battles because clan battles have started back up again. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for this week. Mando, what do you got? Just a big shout out to uh, all the guys that were uh, sending in all your ship suggestions for um, the showcase that lets us know that all five of you out there are listening and 
think you guys just want free depth, but I don't know. I, I enjoy doing it. And um, thank you for putting up all the uh, fact checks and stuff in the chat. It's interesting to go back and, and read the chat um, afterwards. So we appreciate you guys. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, trying out the next. Um, and one thing I like about doing the premium ship showcase for me is that there's a lot of ships that I have in my port that are collecting rust and so when I get those suggestions it's like oh yeah I really haven't had a whole lot of games in that and much like the Prince Eugen I was able to pull it out and knock the rust off get into some live matches and some of them I'm kind of you know yeah but for the most part they're all great ships um thank you again to Ask Ants for um um then in us that Lady Liberty uh, sound pack. She's got a permanent home in my uh, sound pack roster. I, I like to switch back and forth around sometimes, you know, different days of the week or whatever. But she's earned a, per a spot on my permanent voice mod um, uh, roster. So I'll, I'll put her into the, the sound mod uh, rotation. Uh, that being said, uh, Wargaming, you still got some work to do on these subs. Hey, you know, you're, you're going to get it. Um, but... Uh, you need to there's still some more tweaking that needs to be done and and again if you if you create a sub hunter i will i will cash shop by that thing like tomorrow just so i can go out and hunt the other enemy subs down <laughs> relentlessly that's all i'll do i'll just have an evening of nothing but anti-sub hunting in the hunter killer zone so and by the way, Wargaming, mean, if you do that, that'll probably be sitting on my port. I'll just look at it and, and say it's nice and pretty, just like I do yep. with the car with the with the carriers, <laughs> and and mount a ramming flag on it, and then let it sit exactly. on the port. <laughs> Those are my parting shots. Yeah, yeah, subs. I, I the last thing to sum it all up for me right now. I hate subs more than the Friesland. So. There's that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. we've made yeah. progress. Oh, <laughs> yeah, contender. Yeah, we we do. All <laughs> subs fall under that category. A giant pile of subs laying in a bowl, looking like hot dogs. <laughs> I I don't like them. They suck right now. They need fixing. They we need to be able to take them out easier, and uh, at least at least feel like I have a chance to to shoot them with a torp or something when I'm. When I'm trying to dance and juke and jive out of these torps everywhere, it's just nuts. Homing torpedoes. Give me something to distract the homing torpedoes, like heat-seeking decoy or something. I don't know. Uh, anyway, it was a fun week. Uh, thanks, to everybody, for hanging out. Uh, Nan was here. Uh, Chill Breeze was here. Zalkri was also here. And even though only three of them were here, Big applause to them for showing up when we started recording at 1 a.m. <laughs> and we had a pretty active mm -hmm. chat room. Uh, uh, our, our chat room was bouncing all over the place. So it was, it was a fun night. So until next week, everybody, take care. Take care.